we do this part first and then we do this okay all right welcome back to the page 11 podcast where we do whatever the fuck we want because yes (laughs) i didn't know that's what it was called bet nice all right page 11 podcast where we do whatever the fuck we want because america uh today i have a special guest uh specialist lichens who is also a former marine uh you know we've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last month and uh it's been it's been a good time good time you want to want to introduce yourself yes all right go ahead uh yeah so i'm specialist lichens formerly known as corporal lichens uh, I spent about <laughs> yeah, for a little, little under five years uh, active duty in the Marine Corps as 1142. So just a generator mechanic, uh, turning wrenches all day long. Um, yeah, not really much to it. I deployed for a little bit. That was kind of cool. So the Which is a rarity with our generation of, yeah. of Marines specifically. It was rough. And we were gone for like 18 months because fun times happened. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> I know some of those sometimes. So, yeah, and then uh, when I came back, uh, got out, was out for about almost two years, actually, a little bit more. And then, uh, yeah, then I decided to uh, join the National Guard because I decided my life didn't suck enough. Um, yeah. that's, that's actually a very, very <laughs> good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, so, which is actually pretty funny because this is the first time I'm admitting it, like, to anyone who's listening to this. And anyone in my personal life, not anyone, there's like 10 people who know. Um, yeah, I decided to join the National Guard as well. So, yeah, it's a way to admit it. Um, yeah, so kind of the same thing is like, it happens to a lot of people though. And a lot of people either, it takes them a lot to admit it, or um, they, they kind of just find a way to try to cope with it and either end up you know, finding some other coping mechanism, or they re-enlist. And I can't tell Honestly. you how many how many Marines I saw, like, while I was still in, like, they had just gotten out, and, like, they're wearing an army uniform or some shit like that, and, like, they're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I had one buddy who, uh, I think he was out not even six months, and he did the, like, IRR, like, one oh, in yeah. all the time, and he's just like, yeah, now I'm a reservist. Okay, now now I'm fully back in. I'm like, you weren't even out a year, bro. Yeah. Like, the best way to describe the military is like Stockholm syndrome. Like the entire time you're there, all you can think about is getting out, and then once you're out, you don't know what to do with yourself. You kind of miss it a little bit. Um, I remember being in the schoolhouse. He's probably either out, dead, or <laughs> fucking still turning and burning. But he was an old son of a it's bitch. It's so true. His name was Staff Sergeant Lebowski, and he was one of the. I don't know what to call him. He wasn't a schoolhouse instructor or anything like that, but he just kind of, like, managed all the incoming Marines for MAP Platoon. If you don't know who MAP Platoon is, it's just Marines awaiting training. It's basically a permanent working party. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. He basically ran that, and so he was my staff sergeant for a month, and it kind of shocked me on one of our PT events how he had mentioned, like, yeah, he was out for several years and got back in the Marine Corps, and I was like, how does that work? Because at the time, I thought, like, you know, when you're out, you're out. I had a gunny... who was turning first uh, first arm in mind, he he was reservist for, like, a contract for, like, six years. Like, he got out of active, went reservist, and he's like, yo, fuck this shit, and came back. Yeah. Like, it, it just happens, like... But you know what? In the same way how, like, you describe it, Stockholm Syndrome, 
I describe it as it's that ex that promises they'll change and you just believe <laughs> them every time. <laughs> and they never do. They never change. Um, but I will say this time, you know, the, the ex in question is, is making the right steps. You know, they're going to their AA meetings and, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're, cook, they're cooking you breakfast in the morning. <laughs> the sex has changed. Yeah. For real this time. Yeah. No, seriously, though, like... They're giving more than receiving at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, like, um... Man, when I first, like, I, I started hitting the rut probably about six months out. So I think everybody, when they first get off of active service, is on that high of, holy fuck, I'm not being told what to do constantly. Freedom. Like, you, you know? have, like, that absolute freedom. Like and you really appreciate it. You're just like, I can do whatever the fuck I want right now. Yeah, like, that feeling of your weekend's really your weekend putting in you don't put in leave you just tell your boss like hey i'm kicking rocks i have vacay time and they just they can't tell you no yeah. uh, sleeping in not being told that you're a fat piece of shit all the time because I'm, I'm a little i'm a little chunky i, I i'm going back to chunks right now yeah i was chunks for a very long time <laughs> I, I showed you that video of me like dancing when i was like two two ten oh yeah i was a hefty bitch and you know it's like that and it's like i don't know how to describe it other than like here i actually feel like I, I belong to something because I mean, not that I didn't feel that way in the Marine Corps, but there was, all, there was that misery that accompanied, accompanied it every time, you know, no matter what you're doing. Like I can't tell you how many Marines tell you like, Oh, I miss the Marines. Like I served with, but not the Marine Corps. But I think that added into like the bonding of Marines, like even the ones I did not fucking like, <laughs> like if they called me right now, I'd be like, yo, what do you need? Yeah. It's because you bonded with such a level of this shit sucks is that like you understood what they were going through even if they were such a piece of shit that's true and you know and that's what started now so one of our one of our instructors um so it's it's not uh it's not a new thing marines going into the national guard because everywhere i've been Every single instructor or higher up has had a pack of crayons ready for me. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I had somebody <laughs> refer to it as the 5th Marine Division, which yeah. for those of you who don't know, there's only four Marine Corps yeah. Divisions. So it was like, haha, this is... But it's true. And then, uh, what was it he said? He said, once a Marine, always a National Guardsman. Yeah. And I had nothing to say to that. I'm like, you're not proven wrong. Honestly. Um, but yeah, like, and the way how he said it to me, like, we were having, like, an actual conversation. He's just like, listen, I get it. Like, it's a pride thing. You guys would go through shit. But what did all of that do for you? Like, what did it actually do for you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> hate myself more than I thought, than I never thought I could. <laughs> Honestly, though, I, I think that's why I find so much enjoyment in the Guard. Because um, you don't have to be one of those people that, oh, the Marine Corps is the hardest brand, blah, blah, blah. But it, it truly was rough as fuck, if I'm being blatant. Yeah. And it... It was incredibly hard, incredibly worthwhile, but now now you're in this situation where it doesn't have to be rough. It's not rough anymore. You get to you get to be in the military, you get your med- military benefits, you get to do cool shit. But you also but get to be a civilian. You like have yeah. the best of both worlds, honestly. And like we've talked about this a bunch of times, like since we've been here, is that neither one of us regret our time in the Marine Corps and we would do it again a hundred percent. Absolutely. Um like it gave us a extreme training extreme discipline extreme outlook on life and we do have that sense of pride it gave us everything that we needed and that was that was the thing that i said is that like the marine corps gave us all the tools but we didn't know how to utilize it that was the bad yeah. part is that we didn't know how to utilize the tools that we were given honestly because you know what happens in like 
like the Marine Corps, like today's Marine Corps, and I would say pretty much almost all the Marine Corps past 2012 yeah, has been largely what, what we considered peacetime Marine Corps. That didn't mean doesn't mean that no Marines were deployed or experiencing combat or that there wasn't combat deployments, but I would say a good 90% of the Corps just didn't hasn't experienced combat and probably will never experience combat. And so you're turning and burning, you're you're doing all this training, it's high intensity all the time, people jumping down your throat, people all, always using this phrase, if you don't do this, then people what? They die. People die. People die. And you hear that all the time and you're like, the amount of memes I've seen on that <laughs> like, is so funny, but it's yeah. so true because it, they do put it through you. And that, like, if you make a mistake, they act like you killed someone. Yeah. And it's because that that person or something related might have been something towards that line. It's like where one mistake has cost a life or two. Yeah. And it's understandable, but at the same time, it's like, God damn, like, I'm just a little fucking Lance, like, here, yeah. like, doing just... Guard, in my opinion, is like every opportunity to do all the shit you wish you could have done while not having that misery that accompanies it. Still yeah. being close to your family, um, still enjoying your civilian life, pursuing other careers, going to school, um, starting a life, really. But you get to do cool shit. Like, never once in the Marine Corps have I ever blown anything up. I mean, I've been on ranges. I shot a variety of different weapons. But I've never, never even been close to artillery. Or any Same. sort of explosion like that. And I, I signed up for the gardeners. Oh, we can warrior, but look what we just spent a month doing. The only reason I got to see a boom when I was in was because I was fixing phones and computers for EOD. And they like they like liked me enough. They're like, hey, do you want to see something real cool real quick? And yeah. like they took me to the back and they, sh they showed me like them doing what they did. And I saw like one boom of a... IED, like, one that, like, a practice yeah. IED that they had, and I went, ooh! Like, I was a giddy little fucking kid. Yeah. And that was it. That that was my boom experience besides, like, MCT training and all that shit. I'd also like to say, too, like, as much pride as I do have in the Marine Corps, and I, I do I do still hold the opinion that the Marine Corps is the toughest in terms of intensity, in terms of discipline, in terms of just length of your training. But one thing that the Marine Corps lacks is we do not have really any organic schoolhouses. And what I mean by that is if you want to do anything super high speed, you're either going to be special forces or you have to be an officer. Um, all of our schools are actually sourced through the Army. So you get your jump, jump wings in the Marine Corps, that, that comes from Fort Benning, Georgia. That's the Army jump school. They're well, Army that also comes school. from us having such, such a lack of budget. And we, yeah, we have no funding. Like, we're technically not even our own branch. Like, how no. everyone always says, like, Oh well, your department of the Navy. I'm like, uh, yeah, the men's department. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, Honestly, everyone still says that your department of the Navy, your department of the Navy, and truly the only thing that we're tied to naval-wise uh, is the fact that we will augment some of their ships for security purposes. But also, that's where our budget comes from. And the Navy's first thing they're going to do on their budgets is, I guess, one of their million fucking uniforms. I don't know if you've seen the fucking hodgepodge of how many uniforms they have, um, but also the boats. They got big ass warships they gotta fucking take care of. I feel like everyone but the Marines, like this could be me just being a salty bitch, has had a plethora of fucking uniforms. Oh my god, yeah. Like, like Army, just like in the time I've seen, like they had the that fucking god awful ACU, which I'm not gonna lie, I was very glad that the time that I came yeah. in, there was no fucking way I was wearing that bitch. Um and now we have the multicam and uh 
Navy has had like three or four uniforms that I've seen. Oh my god! And they have so many that are currently in use. They're they're lying. And Air Force just takes everybody's. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Just adopt everybody else's. Everyone's. What's crazy to me is uh, since since I've been alive and that I can remember at least there might have been more uniform changes. There have been three uniform changes for the United States Army, and that's just for the the cami selections. What was that, before? It was BDUs, ACUs. Oh yeah. And so you know, like the old Vietnam tri-colored uh, oh, patterns, the black and the green. I love right ones. with the black boots, black spitshine boots. Yeah. Right, those were um, probably around, still around when I was a youngin. And so I'm then, salty. Yet, I'm so happy I was never in for that time because, yes, those bitches looked fucking sexy, but the maintaining of that would have sucked. Sucked. Because before we were in, there was the iron-ons, like, some some of my NCOs and priors, they were like, yeah, we used to have to iron-on our EGAs and all that shit, and we would get daily inspections and shit, and I'm just like... Oh, thank yeah. God. I'm too much of a shitbag for that. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. Um, one, oh, oh, this is kind of off topic, but since we're on the topic of uniforms, one thing that I, that as a Marine, I kind of thought was cheese dicky, but now that I'm in the Army, I fucking love the Velcro. And let me tell you why. <laughs> yes! Let me tell you why. Because from a house, by, from a bystander, right, beating the rainforest, I stop the fucking shit is right. fucking Velcro. This lopsided ass fucking, doesn't look like it's holding on to the uniform thing, right? I'm like, that looks just, that looks, no, like, no effort. Total lackluster, right? Ooh. Now that I'm in the service. I uh, thank God. Oh, thank fucking Jesus. Jesus, the amount of shit I would have gotten, especially yes. because we are in the National Guard, and I don't have a fucking actual PX by me, and... Last time I trusted someone, a civilian, with, like, my military uniforms, they jacked that shit up. Yeah. And it's just like, you can't do that. Yeah, like, if, if I tried to get any alterations done to my Marine Corps uniform, so um, right before I was getting out, the last year or two that I was in the Marine Corps, um, the women's dress blue blouses changed to the men's dress blue blouses. And the reason I didn't change, <laughs> I know, right? Salty. I'm very salty because as I got out, the the fucking uniform was changing to a universal standard, and I still had to look like a fucking flight attendant, and I they fucking hated that shit. They were bad. And so we transitioned oh. to the male ones, but the reason I never purchased those is, one, it would have it would have had to come out of my own pocket. It was several hundred dollars, super oh, fucking I'm, expensive. I'm still going to buy it at some point. I, just, I just, to, just to fucking say I had it. But see, here's the same problem I'm running into. There's no Marine Corps installations close to me, so no one's going to know same. when I buy the new dress blue set if I wanted to shadow box it or put all my old shit on to it, I'm, I don't, I'm gonna have to like mail it somewhere or send it in. Um, no I'm one pretty has it. sure I'll end up in North Carolina at some point, yeah. like even just to visit. And I have so many friends who are still within that area, so I'll probably still go to that PX and I'll be like, Look, here's my old ID. Like, right. I rate this uniform, give it to me. Like, I'll pay for it, just give it to me. Right. And, and one of the few things that um, maybe civilians don't know is like, once you're a Marine, you don't have to do any other branch of services boot camp. So if you're within your uh, yeah, if you're still within your IRR time, um, so I didn't have to do boot camp, which basically means I just went straight to my fucking unit. So wasn't that weird? Like after you signed in, they're just like, "All right, congratulations, you're a soldier, you're officially in the guard." Yeah, weird, weird as fuck. But see, that's back to where the Velcro comes into play because I didn't have to go to base, purchase uniforms, send them into the tailor, and wait several weeks to get that shit done and get it back. It was just, all right, yep, fuck, get a couple of name tapes with my names on there, and slap, 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 just order fucking ten of them, buy a bunch of sets of OCPs, yeah. plug that shit on. But I will say, once I uh, once I pick up, I'm definitely getting sewn on. 
I'm going to tell you this, so the Marine Corps got it right in one aspect. So on your name, so on the branch, so everything else on, but not your rank. Because your rank fucking changes. In the Army, they don't do that. If you go to take your uniforms in and you sew that shit on, your rank's going to get showed if, off. Yeah, if one thing is sewed on, they all have they, to be sewed yeah. on, with the exception of uh, unit patches and the flag. Yeah, so then what ends up happening is, so I'm getting close to picking up Sergeant, I'm not sure when, probably the next couple months after you do BLC first. I'm still uh, not going to call you Sergeant. <laughs> right, so I've been stuck for like several months with this just, I, I look, I love the Velcro for the convenience, but in the long term, I'm trying to make my uniforms look nicer and sew them on. But I'm just, I just, I'm like, uh, I don't want to sew them on It's yet, not worth gonna, it, especially if you yeah. know you're getting, you're going to pick up. Like, even if it's within a year, it's not, fu- not worth if, it. If you were inactive, maybe then it would be worth it. Because that's a daily right. thing you're fucking wearing. Well, one week in a month for 12 months, that's what? Yeah. That's like 24 days, 30 days. To, oh, with your, with your annual training. Maybe a, a month and a half total yeah. out of the year that you're going to wear that uniform. So it's like... Does it really matter if it's sewed on? But the thing is, it's like, I know once I hit five, it's going to be several years before I hit six. And then, then I'm totally, fuck it, sewed on everything. And it's going to be the same for you, too. Uh, oh, it. absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny, too, because, like, everyone who I've seen, like, once they hit that rank where, like, they know they're going to keep that rank for a good hot minute, like, specialist or sergeant, they get that shit sewn on. And you know those motherfuckers deployed, or they did some dumb shit. Oh, yeah. And they come back, and their camis are all fucking, like, fuck faded up. as fuck. And you're just like, god damn. Like, <laughs> like that's what you wanted. Uh, it, it really did be like that. Sorry but, that, that. but that's another thing, though, is because, like, say, say like, I fucking did that shit now. Like, I sew, sewed my shit on, and then I, because I'm going to Australia. But if I go to Australia with my sewn-on shit, and then I go and pick up once I come back, and I just have my my fucking specialist rank, just like brand new as shit, but everything else is like off green, <laughs> like it's gonna look fucked up. When it's when it's that bad, you just have to suck it up by holding the uniform, right? Or find a way to age that rank. And you have to do it twice. So you have to put on your PC too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's but what I, I will say though. Another reason why. I do want to tone on set is because it's happened to me and it happened to someone else in my unit. Um, we lost our uh, our chevrons for our cover, which is weird as fuck. That that's another thing. The Marine Corps like your cover. You, you could you could have swapped your cover with fucking anybody. Like did not fucking matter. Our covers like the National Guard and Army covers. You have your fucking name on the back. That's another fucking yeah. Velcro. And your rank and on you the your, front. Yeah and. A lot of people, and if you, once again, if you have it sewed on on your, on your camis on your top, then you have it sewed on on uh, your uh, cover. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, though. One thing that used to piss me off all the time, right, is everyone's covers are relatively the same. Mediums to larges, unless you had a really big head or a really small head, right? So everybody's covers are relatively the same. They're all the same fucking camouflage. No names, no ranks. I couldn't tell you how many motherfucking times... Like form up for chow, so we're all trying to get information. Everybody's trying to find their covers. Some bitch snagged my cover. I'm like, yo, I think you grab my cover. Oh, no, I didn't. I took my cover. You oh. cannot do that in the army because it's got your fucking name and rank on that bitch. So I'm surprised none of us fucking. Uh, so another disclosure, um, we're actually at our job qualifying school right now, mm-hmm. and we just finished it, and uh, we were just in the field, and we had Kevlar switch helmets 
And I'm surprised none of us switched that shit around, too. Like, yeah. I was expecting that to happen. No, like, everyone was pretty good about it. But that was another thing, too, is, like, I felt like that wasn't a huge deal in the Marine Corps because, like, all of our covers could be sitting in a row. And because I've lived with these bitches, I've worked with these bitches for, like, a year, I knew whose cover was whose. Right. Even though we didn't write anything in them or anything, just, like, the way they were formed. The way they looked. Yeah. You see them on their heads all the time. One thing, too, about the guard, which I kind of love, kind of irritates me, um, is the fact that if it is an authorized piece of, if it is an issued uniform item and it is currently authorized for use for the type of uniform that you're wearing, it don't matter if you all are the same or not. You could wear whatever you want and look all types of fucked up. It don't matter. Now, active side army, I'm sure it's a different story, but in the guard, no. So we've got motherfuckers like me with fleece, a fleece jacket on. It looks like a fucking tan sweater. With body armor over the top of that, with a fucking black beanie on top of that, and then you've got another dude who's like, I don't even fucking do it. Every day we were at the field, I was wearing something completely fucking different. Oh yeah, you got dudes who didn't even put their cami cami covers on their Kevlar, so it was just that fucking gray. You had like, (laughs) I like it because it's like you know what, use the gear that you need to use. But here's another thing that I try to keep in perspective. Like I don't, you weren't exactly garrison. You weren't Garrison Garrison. I was. I was Garrison Pogas, bitch, which for civilians, um, that pretty much means I didn't do anything. I pretty much had a desk job, like, as civilian as a military member could be. Um, it's okay. I understand. It's fine. I, <laughs> it's all good. I've, I've, I've known you for a month, which is another topic. If you know someone for, like, a month in military time, uh, like, in actual time, military time, that's, like, knowing them for, like, a year and a half. Yeah, dude. Like, no shit. We know each other way too well. You, and you have to get comfortable with people real quick. Like, when I first got into the Marine Corps, especially boot camp and things like that, I found it really hard to use the showers, go to the bathroom, this and that, because it's just, there's no privacy. Well, that shine. Uh, no <laughs> privacy. And you start to get past that, okay? Like this is Real like, fucking This quick. is like year six that I've been in the military, if I'm rounding up here. Okay? I straight up was like, yo, I gotta take a fat shit. I'm sorry. You're gonna smell it. You gonna hear it. I am sorry. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm sorry about today. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many people civilian-wise, after you knew someone for like a week, would announce that to somebody? You wouldn't. Here, no. I'm just like, yo, bitch, I'm gonna go take a deuce. So you can stay or you the, can leave. The comfortability <laughs> that you get in the military is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that was something that kind of fucked me up when I, because I was civilian for like almost four years. It was a hot fucking minute. I never thought I was going to go back. And uh, like, I I realized I was coming off weird to people. They're like, wow, you're, you're cool with this and that. And like, it was weird because I was either like, really open about some things, or I just would not tell anyone shit. And there was, yeah. it was one or the other. It was either, like, I was too trusting, or I wouldn't let anyone know shit about me. There was no in-between. I'm just like, oh, I, I thought I was just being normal. Like, yeah. Like, you start to have a warped sense of uh, boundaries and what you're okay with. Yeah. Um, they say one of the reasons why service members start to bond with each other more than they ever will civilians is because it's, it's called trauma bonding. It's not healthy. <laughs> but you fucking... It's probably <laughs> not <laughs> 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 
not not healthy at all. So basically, in layman's terms, that means because you guys suffered great abuse with each other, you're like permanently stuck. Um, we're permanently scarred. It also means that we're used to being abused. So when we come across situations in the civilian world that most people might consider like, oh my god, like it's so rough. Oh my, oh we can't do that. Oh, when I call people that, like, uh, when I was telling them, I'm like. I don't know why, like, half the kids in my unit were complaining. Like, we got to sleep in our cars and shit for AT and stuff. And they're like, you slept in your fucking car? I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. They're like, that was good? Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, duh, it's better than fucking sleeping outside. You get really used to the abuse. And I think that's why so many Marines (laughs) transfer to the Guard. Because I don't want to say it's so lax. I don't want to say that. It's not. But it's a different world. And it's a a different type of shit. It's a different level of shit. It's a different level of shit. It's like they give you hot sauce and ketchup. Right. It's like, like let's put it this way. It's the difference between how a elementary schooler would handle something versus a high schooler handling something, right? Situation might be just as equally shitty, but one of you is prepared and the other one of you is fucking not. You know what I'm saying? That's actually like, a good analogy. That's kind of how I think of it because you've, you've got these soldiers, young soldiers, 18 to 21 typically, they went through active duty. When you're National Guard, you go through active duty, Army boot camp, AIT, the whole shebang. Right, but then, but then they're released into the wild to do with, do their own thing. So as young as young soldiers or Joes or whatever they get fucking called, they don't get that daily. You're a piece of shit. You're just an E, you know, E one, E two, E whatever. They don't get that. They get to go back and live their cushy civilian lives, and they forget, and they'll come back to a shitty, a shitty AT weekend and go, oh my god, that is so awful. Whereas, like myself, I did it every single fucking day for almost five years. Every single day. So to me, a weekend here and there, I'm like, no, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's considered it's, a mild inconvenience. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, and the way I get through it is I, I, I tell myself, at some point, I will be in my bed tonight. At some point tonight, I will have been fed. I will be asleep. And I will have showered. And as long as I know those things are coming, at some point, it makes the day bearable. Because at the end of the day, you're there whether you want to be or not. So yeah. instead of focusing on all these other things you would rather be doing, just plan on, this is your only thing you're doing today. You're fucking stuck here. And and when you start getting in that mindset, it, it becomes incredibly fucking easy. It, it truly... <coughs> so, like, I, I expressed to, like, one of my friends that, like, one of the biggest mottos that the, that the military teaches you and that once you accept this, it's a hundred percent fact. And like everyone knows it now, it's embrace the suck. Yeah. And if you just understand what the fuck that means and yeah. live by that, you're fucking golden. Like <clears throat> we've had we've all had like shitty shit happen to us and it fucking sucks. But as long as you know, like, all right, you know, it's temporary, you'll get yeah. through it. Like, it's really not that bad. I think part of the reason why active duty has such a hard time... It's is, never ending. It's never, yeah, it's never ending. It, instead of looking at it like, I'm just here for this weekend, or this two weeks, or this month, in our case, you're like, fuck, I signed up for your contract! Like, and it never ends, and you never know which angle you're gonna get fucked from. Sorry, I don't know if this is a PG podcast. Do you really think Say I would do anything words. PG? Literally every time I put like I mean, my shit on, I'm like explicit, 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 explicit. Uh, it's just one of those things to me, you know, like you can't you can't talk about active duty anything without using the word fuck. You can't. Um, or ass or green wiener. So. Okay. <laughs> so she, she's never I, I like 
so the way I approached her with this is like we were drinking and I'm just like, hey, you want to be on like my podcast? Oh, okay, sure. She didn't know what the fucking name was or anything. No. So just just a little backstory for you. Um, so it's run by me and my buddy Tito, who uh, he he's out in uh, the Arctic right now, fucking fighting polar bears. Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah, polar bears. Um, so the two of us, like, we spin a wheel, and, like, that's our topic for the day. And every once in a while, we'll have, like, a vet talk. So we'll talk about, like, our time in, or uh, we'll interview someone who was in as well and, you know, get their, get their spiel from it. He was also, actually, he was, I forgot what the, the MOS was, but he was pretty much what we were. Like, when I told him, like, hey, dude, so I'm joining the National Guard. This is my job, and he's like, dude, that was pretty much what I did. So, so he'll he'll understand. Um, which, by the way, so we're 13 foxes. We will officially graduate tomorrow. And pretty much what that means is, <clears throat> the way I describe it to my family is that when you're playing Battleship, we're the ones who call out where where the ships are. That's a great analogy. Yeah. We're and little, we're and we just make things tails. explode. Yeah. We sit on and I'm like, that guy! And then someone else, Get him! Then someone else goes, and he said like, something ah. about your mom. Go and blow him up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty much what A little more is. math involved. A lot uh, more math than I thought. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you know what the best part and is? Anyone tell me math is involved when I sign up for this shit. Dude, do you know what, do you know what subjects I absolutely have sucked at my entire life? Geography Geog- and math. Oh. Yeah, and you know what our fucking job was? A fucking compass and math. Bro, I felt like Christopher Columbus and and shit. Like we're about to shoot cannons off a fucking 18th century pirate ship or some shit. Oh, by the way, I got a glorious fucking picture of Smith with his compass trying to get his azimuth. Oh my god, I fucking love it. Oh, so we had this tall-ass British dude in our fucking class. Built like a semi-truck. Like, big as fuck. And I will not forget the first time he talked, Oh, Sergeant, are you talking about this? And I was like, the fuck? I cannot tell you how many times someone legitimately looked him in the face and went, Hey, Smith, is that a speech impediment or do you have an accent? I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't understand why. I, I was like, do you have a speech impediment? Like, the second I heard it, I'm like, you're fucking British. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's because he speaks so soft that you can't tell if he's just mumbling over it. He's a very soft speaker, you know, this. But I think Not the reason loud. why he is such a soft speaker is because he does have that accent, and he just is trying to hide yeah. it, and he can't. Well, and I felt so bad, because one of the first things he said, uh, a couple weeks into the course, he goes, I was really glad, because no one brought attention to it at first, and then a couple weeks in, we're uh, uncomfortable with each were other. Were you not there? And suddenly, we're all talking like this. <laughs> so, the, the funny thing about that, here's the story behind that, is we had to do a 12-mile hike. Oh. And... At when we Let's hit our break hard. for that, so by this time we've all heard him speak, uh, we we've heard the accent, and no one has said anything. And then we're all sitting down, we're eating our lunch and shit, and one of the guys, Hawkins, <laughs> he just out of fucking nowhere, like everyone was dead quiet. He's like, "So Smith, uh, are you British or do you just talk like that?" Uh, and he just looks at him, and I'm just like. God damn it, you fucking ass, but thank God you did. It's oh like, I, everyone wanted to know, but no one wanted to ask. Yeah, no one wanted to be offensive. Yeah. And you know, what was funny is like, then after we found out, um, we were chilling in class and we were talking about some type of document that we needed to go over. 
And um, one of the sergeants had mentioned, like, yeah, we can airdrop it to you. And Smith got really excited. <laughs> I guess he has an iPhone. He goes, airdrop? Oh, I have airdrop. And another guy in the back of the class, Sergeant Anderson, goes, he goes, oh, American technology. I have that. Yeah. Everyone lost their fucking shit. It was so funny. Even Smith was just like, you know what? Tell me good chap. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking like, laughing. And it, because it was so, it sounded so genuine, so shocked. Yeah. Like he had never, like he had always heard about AirDrop, never had it. Now he's finally yeah. had it. He's just itching to use it. So someone said it and he's like, whoa. So speaking of our class, I have to say, I would not be surprised, like, I don't want my arrogance to get the best of me. I'm pretty sure we were one of our instructor's favorite classes. Because yeah. I can't tell you how many times we made them stop dead in their fucking tracks. We were hilarious. We I were hilarious. We didn't bitch. <laughs> like, well, well, yeah. Okay. So well, one one individual is very upset he spaghetti this whole course. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For outside reasons. So his call sign that he wanted was depressed one. Yeah. <laughs> and then mine one. was depressed two. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what my call sign would ever be if I ever got the chance to make a cool one. I made mine for my unit Crayola eight. I actually a good friend of mine, his call sign was Tripwire, um, mostly because that was associated to the, the fob we were on at the time. Um, he has since passed away. But fun fact of the day <laughs> I after that, I don't know if you can see this, uh, I got his call sign tripwire tattooed on my leg. Is that why you have it? Yeah, where a tripwire would be. Get it? Ah. Anyway. That's that's uh that's great. To preface this, he did not die in combat. He did not die in combat. <laughs> it's a heart defect. <laughs> oh, actually, you know, we didn't even discuss how, like how like I mean yeah we discussed that we're, we came to the schoolhouse together, but uh so day one we came to so we're in Utah right now Camp Williams, um for our read class, and uh when we got to our check in. I was nervous as fuck. I'm like, this is weird. This is crazy. I'm on the other side of the country. I, you know, I don't know anyone. This, like, I have no idea how this class is going to go or whatever. But, like, luckily we had, ironically enough, his name is Sergeant Williams. Um, he's checking us in. He, he, <clears throat> he was really cool about us being Marines. Like, we're, like I said, he was used to, like, Marines coming through. He actually had offensive crayons, which was fucking hysterical. Yeah. That, that shit was funny. I, I find that most guardsmen take it one or two ways when you tell them they're a Marine. They're either pretty excited, like, okay, cool, like, you're going to be pretty squared away and easy to deal with. Or... Salty as or, fuck. Yeah, or they're just mad as fuck and they hate you already. I, yeah. I, I don't know I met, like, why. one, and it was a younger kid. Yeah, same. I, I feel like it's the younger kids who are more pissed off. I had this young specialist. I'm a specialist, but a six-year specialist. This kid was like a one-and-a-half-year specialist. Anywho, I'm not comparing. It's better than being a fucking seven-year PFC. <laughs> well, this kid, um, he goes, hey, I heard I heard you were in the Marine Corps. And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, you know what I think about Marines? And I was like, no, shoot. And he goes, well, I think they're a bunch of pussies. And I, I just, it took me aback. It really did, because I didn't know if he was trying to be funny or if he was truly being aggressive. I don't know this kid. I stared at him for a minute, and I go, oh, is that why I didn't have to do your boot camp when I transitioned over? And he just super pissed immediately, and we were in the striker at the time, and I go, yay, closing the hatch. Well, that's like a... <laughs> but, you know? Yeah, that, so when we got here, we had two roommates that were Juliet's. Mm -hmm. So 13 Juliet, and then they roomed with us because they group all the females together. 
And one of them got, like, fucking litty-titty, like, every fucking night. And she apparently, like, she definitely was one of those ones. She was salty towards Marie. Salty. Because her two siblings were Marines. And it was, like, their second to last night, or, like, It was was like the night before they left, or the night before, a couple nights before they left, and they decided to get hammered. Yeah, and and she tried to egg us to go with them, and she's like, oh, I thought you guys were Marines, I thought you guys partied and shit. I'm like, yeah, we used to, but, like, we're trying to be somewhat responsible. I'm an old bitch, you know, I'm approaching my 30s, the military has aged me in dog years, like, homie, like, cool, it's your last night, ain't my fucking last night, I ain't trying to get fucked up. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still do dumb shit, and I still get fucked up. It's just, I do it a little bit more responsibly. Oh, and she was, she was, I wouldn't say mad, but definitely salty. Like joking with a, with a twinge of seriousness. Like, oh, I yeah. thought, I thought Marines were hard. I thought they drank. I thought they partied. I bet I could out drink you. No balls. No balls. So I kept trying to egg us onto the bar. I'm like, girl, like, you guys are graduating. Oh, we're just on. starting our class. I'm hold not, on. I'm not Before we go, any up. fucking, when it comes to like capacity of fucking drinking, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, so it was like first or second week. Yeah, we were all hanging out in the common area because all the guys are room together, and it's just us two in here plus like whatever extra females are in here. Like the Juliets were in here. Now we have a girl who's in Bravo. Um, we all went out there for like a movie night and shit. And this bitch comes out there with a whole bottle of fucking DiSerrano, and she just fucking kills the bottle. Yeah. And I'm literally grabbing sandwiches for this bitch so she doesn't fucking die the next morning. And I was like, where the fuck are you getting sandwiches? And I'm like, don't fucking worry about it. Don't worry it. about it. And then at one point, I tried to take the fucking bottle from her because she had like, mm, I, I want to say like a quarter left. Yeah, it was about that much left. Yeah, she had like a quarter left. And I'm like, I'm not fucking cleaning this shit up. So I fucking took it. I fucking ran back to the room and I tried. To, I See, I was being nice and I shouldn't have been nice. Yeah. I tried to put it in the freezer so that way it maintained well. I should have fucking legitimately hit the fucking bottle. Yeah. Because you went straight for that freezer, straight after me, fucking got it, and then she ran away, and I fucking ran after her, and by the time I caught up to her, she fucking killed the bottle, and she's like, disappeared! And I'm like, god damn, I am not dealing with that shit. (laughs) bottle. And see, that's the thing, like, that was my one night. Okay, I'm getting close to 30. That was my one. You recovered night. well, though. Like, you, were, you weren't you were bad. I just, you know, I, and so it was funny to stop for a few weeks after that. And then Julia, oh, you, you, you guys are pussy. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. right. I was like, bitch, like, I don't, first of all, I'm at the maturity level where I don't, I don't drink because it's cool. You know, I'm not trying to out-drink somebody. This isn't a dick-measuring contest. You know, I'm not in high school. Like, come on, Chad. I've had four butt bites. Where, where are you? Catch up. You know, like, I don't... I'm not going to drink an excess of alcohol to try to impress somebody. I think it's kind of immature. Now, in a in a non-serious setting, where people are egging each other on because we're truly drinking to have fun and just to get fucked up and have a good time, absolutely. Like, no balls, you won't take this. No balls, you won't there take this. There is a time and place, and, like, right. there are perimeters, so you have to make sure that, like, are up for you to get, like, that fucked up. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, we used to do that shit all the time. Oh, yeah. And But, like, we're a little bit older, we're a little bit wiser, and, like, we, we kind of we kind of know when it's good yeah. and when it's bad now. I, I drink to mellow out, I drink to have a good time. I don't drink to impress anybody or to get brownie points or street cred or what anymore like I used to. Yeah. I mean, I, I joined the Marine Corps. Oh, I mean, okay. I drink to forget sometimes, but, you know, that's a different that's story. True, you know? I, I'll but, do that by myself. 
Yeah, if someone tries to challenge me in, in like a serious way, like a while well, well, I'll drink you, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you will, you know, because I'm not going to participate in that because I'm the type of person that whatever kind of mood I'm in going into drinking is usually how I'm going to end up. So if I'm mad or if I feel like I'm trying to pick a fight with somebody, I'm not going to continue drinking because eventually my drunk brain will be like, yeah, do it. That's a good idea. No matter what, I just try to make it so that the aftermath, I'm not suffering afterwards. So, like, I drink plenty of water in between. You know, I make sure I'm having a good time. And then the second that I can't make out something, I'm like, okay, maybe I should stop. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Unless I'm not the designated driver. Then, you know what? Sometimes, YOLO. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I, I wanted to get um, tweeted at least one night here. I wanted to, like, let loose, hang out. And uh, we watched the new Borat. It wasn't anything exciting. Oh, that was the fucking night! That yeah! Was the night. That we, was the night. That was great. We watched the new Borat. That yeah. Great. That was a great night. And we were... And that's the thing, though. It's like, I wasn't, you know, party, like, we legitimately were sitting quiet as shit. Besides our laughter, watching Borat. <laughs> but you know what? That's another thing too that we've brought up multiple times. Like I, I, I don't know if this is for anyone who's in the guard, but like when when it's our guard time, it's almost like a vacation time. Mm. And that's very weird to say, but it's like, in a way, it's like we get our outdoors camping done. It's like when we get to chill with like the boys or shit like that, yeah. and just like. You know, we don't have to worry about shit at home, in a way. I mean, I got a wife and two kids, you know, bless their pee-picking hearts, you know, but when I, when I go to Mindro Weekend, I kind of get to just be myself, you know? Like, I, yeah. I know that I don't have to worry about kids, um, and that sounds really awful, but what I mean by that is, you know, people look, some people look at it like, oh my god, I go to Mindro Weekend, it's duty, and I look at it as like, fuck yeah, like, what are we doing this weekend? Yeah. Are we sleeping in the field? Are we shooting rifles? I, I feel like that's the other up? way around. Like when we say that, people are just like, "Wow, that's your that's your vacation." Like that's like yeah. it's, it sounds almost sad, but for us, it's like it's cool yeah. shit. Especially because I've never been to Utah before. I this, yeah. and I've said I'm like almost every day I've taken like good ass like scenery pictures because I'm just like yeah. this this is beautiful around here. Yeah, like I I mean honestly for me it's just kind of one of those things where it's a moment to break from my normal life. My life is pretty consistent. I get up at the same time every day. I go to work. I come home, eat dinner, spend time with the kids, go to bed, repeat. And, you know, I, I work in school in between in between those days. But on my drill weekends, it's truly, like, it's just, I all have to worry about taking care of myself because, thank God, my wife is supportive and she holds down the fort um, for me back home. And I just get to fuck around. So, to me, it doesn't matter that I'm, you know, up at midnight or that I'm up at 05 in the morning fucking around. I'm, I'm fucking around. It's a break from the norm. It, it oh keeps, my God, those last two keeps life interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, we just spent three days in the field. It's fucking snowing. 19 degrees out. Blizzarding snow. And meanwhile, back home, no you know? shit. Like, the first night, we, it was snow. We fucking built a fucking snowman. I had a fucking snowball fight. <laughs> we did. And I go and show my buddies back home. And they're just like, dude, I'm taking the roof off of my Jeep right now. And I'm changing into a tank top. It's 70 degrees right now. And I'm just like... Okay, well, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's like as shitty as it was in the field over the last couple of days because we were so fucking cold. It was fun. Today was actually like really nice. It was that nice in between because it was. It super, wasn't as cold. It was super sunny. The wind wasn't that bad. And mind you, we were on a hill that was a mile up. Yeah. Like no shit. Like our sergeant Rob is like, we're we're a mile up. Like yeah. we're over two thousand feet. 
put it in perspective, when we get down to base, it was like 20 degrees warmer, no wind, and oh, I was no sweating. Ounce I was of sweating light. when we got back. Yeah, no ounce of uh, snow or ice on the ground anywhere. Yeah, no. And when we were staying, well, it was everything was frozen. One of our sergeants that was coming from before, because like like we said, we stayed out there the entire time. Um, our sergeants rotate, our instructors rotate. He's like. Yeah, no, there was nothing when I came back. And yesterday was a fucking blizzard. So bad that we had to stop training because we could not not only see the rounds that were fucking impacting, but we couldn't fucking hear them. And we're just like, hmm. Yeah, this isn't safe. We gotta stop. We had to stop early, thankfully. One of my major concerns was... We are in a, what do they call it? We I just said seven ton. Apparently it's an Allen TV. Oh, stupid. did you? All right. I was the one who got shit for that. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it in the seven ton. And they just looked at me and they're like, the what? I'm like, the seven ton. That's another thing that's been very weird. Yeah. And I, I just want to address that real quick before we go on any more stories. The verbiage between oh branches has, it. it's, the best way I can explain it is like Italian and Spanish where you can understand every other word. Yeah. Like, even even with, like, a fucking kit. First off, yeah. well, I never fucking called it a kit prior. Oh. It was never called a kit. It was just black and Kevlar. Black and Kevlar. And there, there's a flick. And I don't... Here's how I didn't know what the fuck a flick was. Here's a, yeah, I still don't know what it is. Here's what the bad thing is. I flick is the best! It, just it, the fisherman's best? Not, no, it's the best. Like, the actual... Ke- uh, black. Yes. What the fuck? So here's like they take out the A and put it on. And and the army, okay. I thought the Marine Corps was big on acronyms. The army is big on acronyms. Yeah. And instead of just saying black, it's black. That's only a black. And you have your sappy. What does it stand for? Black. Yeah. Oh, I have no fucking clue. That's another thing too. Don't ever ask us what the acronyms or anything fucking stand for on any fucking branch because we don't know. No. We were just told them. Nobody knows unless they're one of those high speed motards where they've been in since fucking Nam. Because I'll tell you something. You. Hear- oh, I had a gunny try to fucking correct one of my. Lance Bowie's on uh, the prop. I think it was like the TA something for like uh, cut wire for strip wire. Um, we just call him dice. Yeah, what? and he's just like, oh, you didn't know it was called the TA? And I'm like, bitch, Ooh, I've been a fun. fucking wireman for fucking three and a half years and I didn't know that shit. You hear, you hear the real people name one fucking time and then everybody else refers to it by its nickname or its acronym. And acronyms in the army are ridiculous. Like, there's like three different acronyms for. The, the vest, the body armor, and that's because the army, like we were talking about earlier, has changed uniforms so many fucking ITV? times. Is that what they Yeah, ITV, and they called it something else. And I, I honestly have to look at my sergeants all the time because there's like three different acronyms for the same fucking piece of equipment. I know. And they use them all interchangeably and at different times. I can't remember them. So I'm like, is that, what is that? Like ACH, ACH, ACH. You're fucking Kevlar, dude. Oh, yeah, that's You're right. Fucking, I don't even know what ACH stands for. I don't either. Army combat helmet. I bet you that's what it fucking is. I was honestly Army combat helmet. I I swear to God, if I look ACH up, it says Army combat helmet. I'm gonna kill myself. I I was just gonna say I'm gonna drink more, which probably. But But, um, actually, we're gonna. That's another topic I want to hit on. So we both had full contracts, active contracts in the Marine Corps. Oh yeah. We did not spend a fucking dime. No, uh, no, on no. our fucking shit, on our no. uniforms, on our equipment, anything that was not like, because you get like an allowance every year, <clears throat> you get you get a uh, uniform allowance every year. And don't get me wrong, I did not use it half the time for no uniforms. No uses it for uniforms. Did just not. Die when you need it. I've been we've been in the National Guard less than a year. Like, how long have you been in? Seven months. 
know, since February, so... I can't do math, even though we're Fox. So, like, nine months? <laughs> yeah, nine, nine mo- months. Nine months and seven. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, she's been in nine months. I've been in seven months. And I have to say, like, I spent probably a good grand. And the amount... Ima- oh, yeah. The amount of money you fucking spent... Yours is different, though. Yours is just bullshit. Let me tell you something. I don't know if any prior oh, service people... Oh, hold on. Prior to anyone knowing this, she's from Washington, and she's with the Washington Guard. Mm-hmm. And with COVID and the riots and everything, oh. you don't know anything, she was there during... <laughs> let, me, let me just say something. <laughs> I, when I first I got to my unit... So I got it in February, right? Right before all the shutdowns happened for COVID. So I basically skimmed by it. But the skin of my teeth, I got through MEPS and everything before all that shit shut down. And um, what happened because of that is a lot of my drills got canceled. They're like, hey, no need to come in. Oh, yeah, We're the virtual drill, drill. Virtual, virtual drill, drilling. Um, you're just checking in and doing homework, right? Well, my digest, like, I have no uniforms. Don't know my chain of command. Don't know who I report to, where I report to. Confused as shit, right? So I'm still at this point in contact with my recruiter, who's funneling me down the information pipeline and all of a sudden may rolls around and they're like hey we're gonna do a drill and this is gonna be one of your only opportunities to do a battle handoff and get into your unit that was one of the scariest transitions was like especially because of how everything was um because i didn't meet my command i didn't even meet my sergeant first class until like a month and a half two months after being in i'm just like i'm here from like february like 5th all the way up until like May fifth, I had no contact personally with anybody in my chain of command. And the and the thing is, when they went to do my battle handoff, they were like, "It's still technically optional because COVID is is still at its peak." And I said, "Well, fuck! Like I've been I've been waiting months. You know, I'm just gonna do it." So I hit full send, and they couldn't get me uniforms. So I had no OCPs, no name tapes, no dog tags. I barely got an ID when I, I still went. Still have dog tags. I finally oh, I finally got dog tags, but I had to order them third party. Um, basically, all they gave me was an ID. So fast forward to June, which is barely a month later, they go, hey, um, you're getting orders for a month. We're activating you. In fact, the entire Washington State uh, Army National Guard and the Air National Guard, in case you didn't know that existed, uh, <laughs> I didn't fucking either till they showed up, <laughs> got activated. The only thing I knew about Air Guard is because I have a buddy that she's Air Guard. And like, she got, like, all my friends got it. Anyone who is any kind of guard got fucking activated when it was COVID. We, and, yeah. yeah, we had a shit ton of people activated for COVID, and then all of a sudden it was all hands on deck, um, riots happened. So I was at the Seattle riots, fun fact, Chop Chads, whatever you want to call it. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, is that what it was known at first? It was so great, so violent. Um, yeah, it's Chaz, and then they changed it to Chop, and I forgot what Chop stood for. Um, it was because Chaz was, Capitol Hill was too masculine. I don't fucking know what it was, but anyway, brutal as fuck. So I had, like, literally one set of OCPs and no military-issued gear, living in that shit. And I had to buy all that up front. Fast forward a couple months later, and there's and I'm still going to drills. I'm still having to buy all my own gear. I had no gear. And they're like, hey, you're going to go to your school for a month. Luckily, I was able to get a sleeping system and a super extra-large Kevlar. Oh, my gosh. She looks like Darth Helmet from uh, Spaceballs. Oh, my God. It was fucking hysterical. Fact, when you upload this, does it come with video? Like, yeah. people can watch this? I have to Let me go grab it. Oh, she's grabbing it. Yeah, so I, I have one that goes on Spotify, and I have one that uh, goes on YouTube. So. She's, she's, you're going to see this. Sorry, Spotify, you won't get to see the fucking Darth Helmet. Just go on YouTube and watch Just it. look at this. this. This angle may not look this big, right? Let's put it in perspective. My head's a medium. This shit's an extra large. This also has pads in. 
okay, pads to try to, you know, make it less huge on me. They were going to send me like this. They were going to send me like this. Looking like a whole bag of ass. Literally, I feel like the video does not make, does not do it. it this thing is fucking huge. It really is. Like, like, look, like if I tilt it all the way forward, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is my whole head. Could you imagine if you wore that in the bag of the seven <laughs> Could you imagine? I should have just... And that was the thing, too. Um, because they had spent... Okay, so the math broke down when everybody in the Guard was activated in Washington State in response to COVID and the riots. The math worked out that the state was paying a million dollars a day. And by the time it was over, they paid out like something like close to $42 million. Uh, so when I said, hey, I need a medium, medium cavalry, they said, go fuck yourself. And so, <laughs> I was like, you're right. You're fucking right. So I got this. This. Okay, yeah, here. That's a better angle. Look how fucking huge that is. It is. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a better angle. bigger than your face. Yes. I was like, God damn. I was like, oh, shit, I guess it's going to protect me because it swallowed my whole ass head. Like, yes. I look like a fucking turtle. Yeah, it's, it, it's bad. But, um, well, she has, you have more... See, now I feel like an asshole for why I spent so much money. Um, <laughs> so, I would, yeah, well, she's a special circumstance. You're a special circumstance. I'm a, special a lot list. of fucking shit. There's something behind that word. You actually do put the special in specialist. Yeah, I, I have to say. Because usually I'm the special one, but I have to say, <laughs> you you took the pressure off me like, Real quick in a hurry. Yeah. Like, first off, I, I, like, back to my OG story where, like, I signed in and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get, like, mad dog shit because I'm the Marine. And he, and after I checked in, he's like, alright, who's my other Marine? And I'm like, what the fuck? And I see her, and I'm like, alright, she's the other female, that's cool, at least I have another fucking female, which, right. by the way, in case anyone doesn't know, um, 13 Fox was not, uh, MOS was not a job that was offered to females yeah. like six months ago, which was another reason uh, I hopped in. I'm like, I can actually do a combat MOS. I'm fucking down. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, to put it in perspective, most of our instructors have been here for several years, one of them almost two decades. And uh, since it's opened up to females, they've seen a total of, uh, starting out, I'm saying three females. Come Is that including course. or not us? Um, that's not including us. So we would make five. All right, so so less, yeah, yeah. exactly, less than ten. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just for this school, though. I don't know about the Fort Sill active duty AIT. How many female foxes have gone through there? But, I would not be surprised. You know. We're definitely within the first thousand, oh, if easily. not the first hundred. First hundred easily. We're 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 There's the first no hundred officers in my unit. Yeah. Zero, uh, zero. Well, that was another problem too, because all right, so we did the boot ass shit when we went to our recruiters. We're just like. Can we, can we just be fucking 11 Bravos, bang bangs and shit? And they're just like, so the way, yeah, the the way how it works with military and females being in combat MOSs is there has to be a female leadership in that MOS. So there has to be either a lieutenant or a staff staff NCO. Yeah. And I have yet to meet mine. I'm not going to lie. I have not met mine, but like the, uh, so, I hate being a boot saying this, but I want to either be cav or I want to be yeah. infantry. And they're like, there's none of that. 
I'm like, all right, what the fuck is this Fox shit about? All right, I'll do that. Yeah. Our, um, I take that back. There is one female fister in my unit, but she's a captain. And she's she's since reclassed, I believe, or is trying to reclass. Um, she's probably trying to reclass, because if she wasn't, then they probably wouldn't have let you. I think she was uh, originally an 88 Mike. What's up the fucking 88 mics, bro? A Motor T is a huge-ass MOS. It's like, yeah. that. it's like that in the Marine Corps, and it's certainly like that in the Army. We have a lot of 88 mics here. You know what it um, is? I think it's because it's... If you look... Because I'm not going to lie. I um, for, the mil- for the Marines, I almost signed a, a Motor T. Yeah. And my recruiters legitimately took the contract away from me, and they're just like, listen, let's talk about this first. Yeah. Because they were like, you don't want to go down that road. And I understand, because almost every single person I know in Motor T, in any branch, has reclassed or yeah. gotten out. Because it's, it's shit, apparently. It's shit. Well, one, it's good a couple ways. It's a really large MOS, which means it's easy to promote, because they can afford to promote more people within, within that MOS. The only problem is, so, it's, I don't, it's a, fuck, I don't even remember the MOS number for the Marine Corps, for Motor T. Um, but no it's an idea. 88 mic here, so that's motor T, motor transport, truck driver, whatever you want to call it, mechanic. They get the shit details, because even if you have a government or a state-issued driver's license, you cannot drive a military vehicle unless you're an 88 mic. I don't even think you qualify for a CDL. No. And, well, I, Army, you do. Marine Corps, you don't. Cor- Marine Corps, course, you don't. Army right. certifies for shit. Here, here's a little thing for anyone who's going into the Marine Corps and you think anything is going to transfer over. It's not. The it's only not. thing that did transfer over for me was my fiber optic start, and that was because it was taught by civilians. It, and it was civilian certified. If you want to go Marine Corps, I'm just going to say it right now, do not use it to plan on boosting your civilian career unless you're using it for college. Um, if you're trying to go in and learn a trade and get in and get out, your certs will not transfer over. Unless you're doing government not. contracting. Right. So and Then it would probably transfer over, but that's it. We used to have a program... U.S. Maps, um, which is essentially... Was that the journeyman? Yeah, so essentially yeah. whatever you would do, whatever skill set you're in, you would perform however many hours of whatever type of work. Your supervisor would sign off on them weekly. My staff are like refused. Them off. I'm like, oh, can you want to sign off for this for me so I can get get my shit, my journeyman done? He's like, no, I didn't actually witness you doing it, and I refuse to sit sign there and watch you it. do it. Exactly, and what ended up happening, too, because... Um, so I was a generator mechanic, 1142. We also do a lot of 1141 work. Um, we basically just maintain three-phase generator system sets at a variety of different power outputs from like 3KW all the way up to 100KW. We build power grids, things like that. And if you get enough of these hours banked and you get enough of these signatures, you can basically start your apprenticeship for an electrician. So when you get out in the civilian world, you don't have to start that over. You're starting at a higher pay, more job opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. The U.S. Maps, Maps program, excuse me, got tanked. So they got rid of it like the last year I was in the Marine Corps. And that was the, and I was, a, I was maybe a hundred hours short of what I needed. None of that, none of that transitions. So I didn't get to be an electrician on the outside, uh, which was great. <laughs> which, if, in case anyone does not realize how many hours of, pra- like the practicing hours and practical hours you need to do anything, electro, uh, electric, plumbing, wire anything like that it is ungodly like i have i have a bunch of buddies that had to use their gi bill like the full length of their gi bill to get their journeyman done on the civilian side like it's fucking crazy it's pretty rough and so my advice is if you're going marine corps 
it's fine if you're going in because you want college or you want world experience. That's fine. But if you're if you if you are thinking it's going to get you a trade or a cert or something crazy, it's not. If you want to go to Marine Corps, you should go to Marine Corps for the sake of being a Marine, for being a Marine, doing Marine shit, having that title. Because not and getting that discipline, honestly. Right. Like I hate sounding boot saying that in moto, but it is true. Like like I said, you get you get uh, you get the experience and you get the discipline that you did not realize and the tools that yeah. you. They don't show you how to do it, but you get the tools. They basically and you realize sure that on. wherever else you go military-wise, you're going to kick fucking ass. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is I will say this about the Army. The Army is very ground-motivated. It's very ground-oriented. I should say ground-oriented. Actually, that's another thing, too, because uh, part of the reason, it's like one of the five reasons I did join the Marine Corps, and I'm pretty sure it's why you joined, too, is because the quote, every Marine's a rifleman, thinking, like, you're going to get deployed. You're going to see yes. combat that you're actually going to get in the shit. And I know that makes us sound assholes and shit like that. But it's more of, you know, we joined to do our part. You yeah. know, we we didn't want to, like, just do whatever. Just and, sit, sit idly by. Yeah. And that's the thing about the Marine Corps that people don't realize. And, and I, don't, I don't want to try to, like, hi- keep hyping up the Marine Corps, but it, it truly is an elite force. So in a combat operations setting... We're, we're not there to do any long-term support. We're, we're, we're there just for, there to, like, blow shit up and, like, set the field yeah. for everyone else. We're there literally three months to six months, turning and burning, fucking shit up. And then the other branches, what they do, more specifically the Army, is they come in behind and they have to maintain. They're good at maintaining. Yeah. They, they run bases. They and run that's patrols, why... And that's just special forces. Yeah. And they're doing some real high-speed shit. And that's the thing. Well, is, special forces uh, deployments are, like, no shit, like, a month to, like, yeah. three months they don't fucking deploy long. No, because they have to deploy often, and what they do is very specific. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is so like, okay, this is one of the reasons why I transferred into the guard. High deploy deployability rate, combat yeah, MOSs um, or that are open and open to females. Um, Pretty much college you can pay for. You can yeah, you can pick your no shit job. What a lot of people don't know about the Marine Corps, oh, yeah, and what I didn't right. know either, is you don't get to pick your specific MOS. They tell you you are, but it's just a general field. So for example. I, just, I actually went in to do what she did, comms, and that you, you signed an 06 contract with an 1100 option if the class was full. Did not know that. Oh did shit! Did not know I that. I did not know that. I went in to do comms. So here's the backstory to that, which is probably similar to yours is um, women could not be in combat. So the closest thing they would do is try to be a radio man and get attached to a victor unit because then you would be a radio operator with. Dude, with, straight up Satanism. With, with infantry. This is France. Right. This so France. so that was the goal. It's like, okay, I'm going to be doing helipoke shit, but on that off chance that I'm that radio man that gets to go with an infantry platoon, you're going to be in the no shit shit. So I was like, I guess, the I guess that's my option. The sniper bait. Yeah, because you had all the antennas. Yeah. <laughs> and Which we do now. We actually just found out today that like our life expectancy in the field, like if we no shit get deployed, is literally hours. Yeah. Hours is the average life expectancy. It's great. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, so I'm excited. I didn't know that you couldn't pick your no shit job. It was just 0600. And I yeah. also didn't know um, what the recruiter can do is list you for two different field slots. So it's, it, it's basically needs of the Marine Corps. So whenever you graduate um, boot camp, and here's where I fucked up. So, MCT, MCT, they tell you where you're going. Like yeah. literally the day before you fucking leave, they tell you what your job is going to be, mm-hmm. where your school is going to be, and how long you're going to. No, not even how long you're going to be there. You find out where you're there. And here's here's where I fucked up. So when you 
the era that I went into boot camp, all females who could pass a male PFT were required to go to ITB, Infantry Training Battalion. It's the exact same as MCT, except it's 30 days longer. Yeah, because uh, instead of just focusing, so basically MCT, you touch on the M240, M249, M203, bunch of different weapon systems. Quick oh glance over, favorite, you're done. Grenade launcher, right? That bitch. And that literally, like, sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> And that's the thing, is like, you go through all those weapons classes super quick, right? And then you're done with MCT, because you don't, that doesn't need to be your super primary focus. The difference for ITV being, um, now you'll pick up a specific weapon set. You got a chance to touch them all, do the field shit, now you're going to hone in on your specific one. Yeah. Whether you're fucking mortars, whether you're fucking a machine gunner, whether you're a regular 0311, whatever. And that's where I fucked up, because I stayed longer, which changed the schoolhouse dates. So the schoolhouse I was originally supposed to go to for comp already been done started. Do you know what you... Probably not. Mm -mm. I, I didn't know shit. I didn't know any of that. I just knew, hey, you're going to ITB instead. But here's the thing. If you wanted to, as a female Marine, and you got forced to go to ITB, you could drop on request on training day 29, and it would count as MCT. Because, like I said, ITB and, M and MCT See, are the See, that wasn't even an option days. for us. Like, we, we did not go to MCT. We just went to MCT and we were done. We did yeah. not have that option. But I still remember to this day um, the two big things that were kind of like monumental when it came to females in combat is they brought uh, the females into the company office and they're like, hey, so uh, they're thinking about putting females in the infantry. Are any of you guys interested? And I literally got slotted for my fucking hernia, uh, my hernia surgery. I'm just like, can I go after? And they're like, no, you have to s commit now and you'll be leaving soon. And I'm just like, can I say no to my surgery? They're like, you have a hernia, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, see, that was the thing, is like, um... And the other one was those three fucking Marines, those three fucking females who... Straight up went through, signed an 0311 contract, went through ITB, fucking finished it completely, and they're like, oh, congratulations, you're the first three females to do it, but you're not getting the MOS, we're going to reclass you. Yep. And yep. I'm just like, wow. And that was one thing that was really shitty, because uh, when I went through, so the thing that was really shitty is like, like I said, you could drop on, tra uh, drop on request on training day 29, because the first 30 days of ITB and MCT are identical. Only difference being is... Um, if you're an actual infantryman, now you're going to spend the next set of 30 days specializing in whatever actual weapon system you are, whether it's rifleman, machine gunner, blah, blah, blah. And um, it was shitty. Like, you weren't given an option, really. When you run your final PFT in uh, boot camp for score, um, they were separating us out. And I was like, you know how we'd read off our scores? They'd like, oh, you here, you here, you here. They said, congratulations, everybody on this side, guess where the fuck you're going. And I was like, Great. And because that added how much that added thirty days time to where I was going to be, I missed the start date for the comm school. Comm school already done started. So guess what my my other option was on my contract that I was unaware of, the eleven hundred field utilities. That was eleven sixty one, eleven forty one, eleven forty two, which is basically an electrician, a generator mechanic, or um, HVAC. Yeah. So like air conditioners. Honestly, though, I I have to say the one that I felt the worst for were anyone who saw. I, I, I've been out too long to know the fucking numbers and the actual MOSs. Yeah. But anyone who tried to sign up for a combat engineer and they ended up bulk fuel. 
Because yeah. also, when I fucking, when I was in Lejeune, those were the fuckers I fucking bunked with in my barracks. I went to their platoon. I, yeah. I went to their shit and, like, first off, they were constantly a haze fest. And I'm sorry, you were a tactical fucking gas pump attendant. Like, that fucking sucks. Yeah, you know what sucks is, is and I didn't know, I didn't know this for the longest time. Even, I think even being, because I assumed my MLS changed because of, I extended my time at training somewhere else. Um, and I didn't know until several years into the Marine Corps that you didn't, you picked the field. You didn't pick the specific MOS. So yeah, like we, he said, um, combat engineers are a 1300 something. I don't know the end of the numbers. That's 1300 something series. Anyways, you could be the guy who does demolitions and bombs, yeah. or you could be the motherfucker who builds a bridge or who fucking pumps exactly. gas. And that's just fucking mind boggling me. So now I'm thinking back to all these Marines who are like, well, my job is so tough. Ha ha ha. Like, you didn't, okay, but you, you didn't get, you and you got the fuck out. Yeah, you locked out. You didn't get to pick that number. Yeah. So when when I transitioned to the garden, I'm like, no, you know shit pick the exact job. That was weird. I'm yeah. just like, wait a second. So I'm not, because I think I actually did go in there. I'm like, 11 series or 13 series? Uh, no, I did not say 13 series because I did not want to be a Bravo. Um, I did say 11 series or 19 series. And they're just like, okay, but what one? And I'm like, what do you mean what one? They're just like, what specific job do you want? Yeah. And, and I was like, like, I have a choice? Right. I, I have options? Could you imagine signing up for the 13 series, what we do now, make us shit go boom, and ending up as a Juliet? Like, I, you want to no. be a gun bunny, a Bravo, or do you want to be a Fox, and you end up as a fucking Juliet? For those people who do not know, Juliet's getting fucking shit. Juliet's, <laughs> their school is all over, like, two fucking weeks. Yeah, they're high speed, whatever, no, much more. No, I think but they were a little bit longer. Mm, I don't know. I think they is were three weeks? I think it was... I'm going to ask Sir Hansen tomorrow, because Sir Hansen used to be a former Juliet, um... He got in. Well, I'm probably going to make you come back on this at yeah. some point, so don't worry about he it. He was going back to the schoolhouse at one point around the same time his wife was having a baby, so he picked the quickest schoolhouse, is what he had said, which ended up being a Juliet. Oh, is that why he ended yes. up being a Juliet? Yes. So, they're, they're, I think they're only about two weeks. Those I think when fucking we, bitches. I think when we moved in here, they had already been in here for a few days. I don't think they've been in here very long. I thought they were here for, like, at least... Oh, yeah, that's right. We were only roommates with them for, like, a week or two. Yeah, and then they they fucking kick rocks. But here's the thing. I don't know exactly what the Juliets do. All I know is they, they have the FDC people, aren't they? The Juliets? I, yeah. They, because, because we had FDC there today, and they were just like, these fucking Juliets. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, so, yeah they're the logistics. They are the... Lo- yeah. So, for anyone who is civilian or anything like that, like, who does not understand what the fuck we're talking about... Foxes are the ones who get the data on, like, the location of a target or an enemy. And then we send that to FDC, the Fire Direct Center? Yeah, Fire Direction Center. Fire Direction Center, who are the Juliets. And then they're like, okay, we put in the computer. They're pretty much the middleman. And then they tell the Bravos, who are the ones who pull a fucking string and make a fucking cannon go bang. So they set the coordinates. So... They start with us, and it ends with the Bravos, and the Juliets are the fucking middlemen. The problem being with the middlemen is we typically do not have line of sight with them. Um, we typically, basically, what their job is, there's a system called AFATADS, and it's basically a dummy-proof system to where we send them information. We say basic for a reason. Yeah. Basically. It's a key word. Yeah. It's it's rough estimate. Basically, we send our data out to them. They put it in this fancy-dancy computer system that basically tells you, 
good boom boom or bad boom boom. So they've got a bunch of officers and other people that sit in there and they determine what our left limit is, what our right limit is, safety boxes. Like, because you don't want to accidentally blow yourself up, blow the good guys up, blow something up. How many times did we blow up? almost get blown up this weekend? One of the rounds, let me just tell you something. FDC is always fucking up, even though they have a fancy computer system that does this shit for them. Oh, a God, day one. Off. Day fucking one. That shit was hysterical. So, <laughs> if anybody doesn't know, anytime you send in information to a fire direction center, I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell you this. Um, sec. But anyone doesn't know, discrepancy, we have no idea if we're allowed yeah. to say this. Basically, whenever we're giving in targeting information, we are basing that off of we our have- location, which means. No, it has to be public because they fucking tell people that shit. You, you could look, yeah, you can you can, look you can Google the, Google it. You, you, you can actually Google it because that's how we found our school book, remember? Yeah. Actually, National Guard literally has like a minute video of like every MOS and that's how I found out shit. Oh, great. Okay, so this so, is it. Okay. So, the, the gun line adjusts off of our position and the reason they adjust off of our position is because we're not trying to shoot ourselves and we're not trying to shoot our friendly people. So, when we're giving, for example, an ad, say they shot a target here, right? And it went way over the fucking target. And we're like, oh shit, that round's over. So we say, drop however much distance, right? Well, a couple days ago, the FDC had that backwards. So we're like, hey, you're a little close to us. Why don't you add? Meaning, from my get direction, away from add us. distance, get away from us. And they kept bringing it closer and closer and closer until we hit danger close. I'm like, hey, y'all gonna blow us up. And one of our instructors was like, nah, let's just give them a drop 400. And see, see, that was the funny thing. Me and Alan were in the car, and I'm just like, they're, they're getting they're gonna blow they're, us they're, up. Well, the thing is that we knew the next round was gonna hit the intersection. And I'm just like, I think it's gonna hit right the tip of it. And he's like, no, it's gonna hit a little bit further back. And it goes boom. And he's just like, I was right. I'm like, well, you've been at this longer, right? <laughs> and then we hear over the we hear over the radio, add 400. And I'm just like, if he adds 400, that's like right at the base, isn't it? And he's just like. Yeah. yeah, we'll see if they go through with it. I'm we'll just see. like, okay. Yeah, because what, like, what we do is when we establish our our um, limits, our area and our yeah. limits, we set up what's called a, a non-fire area, which is our no-fire area, excuse me, which basically means here's a big section where our people are sitting, Don't and we're going to put it in the system that this is a no-fire, so that way if someone gives fucked up data or we fat-finger the data, if it's in any sort of zone that's not supposed to be in, the system's going to go, hey, dumbass. Don't fucking shoot it over here. But guess what? They shot it over there anyway. So, like, one of the bra- we, we For example, we have a female in this room that she's a Bravo, super, super chill. We love her. She had mentioned a comment to me in passing. She goes, I don't know the Juliet's dude. They're, like, the smart ones. And I was like, the are smart they ones? They have the shortest schoolhouse. And every motherfucking time we gave in a fire mission, they fucked that shit up. Almost blew us up twice. Actually, if we want to talk about discrepancies between, like, different analysis, um, we've almost gotten to a fight, like... Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, we're the favorite class. I'm not mm-hmm. shitting you. Like, I know I know this sounds arrogant as fuck, but no shit, we have gotten into, we have gotten into, like, arguments and fights with, like, a bunch of other people, and, like, they, they try to blame us for everything, and we're just like, we didn't do anything, but we'll yeah. fucking fight you. Like, <laughs> one of the, one of the no shit. Um, second day of firing, say that they were waiting on the hill. Oh, yeah, they said that we were waiting on us. I'm like, bitch, we have we our missions ready. A, to, to, put, put, to put this in perspective, from the time that we identify a potential enemy target to the standard to, to certify in our MOS, you have to be able to give out that targeting information within 250 meters of accuracy within 
45 seconds. You have 45 seconds to be within 250 meters of accuracy. And they're going to be like, oh, we're waiting on the hill. Bitch, I'm pretty sure like, the average time for all of us was like 20 seconds. Yeah. Not only that. We're like, oh, but, yeah, we got it. We're good. But FTC, fir- what the fuck? Right. The first day that we were up there, everybody's obviously establishing their position, setting up comms, all that kind of shit. So we had time oh, to draw out our terrain sketches, get our directions, get our distances. We had every target that we were going to shoot. Dude, I made two different done. terrain sketches. I made one of no shit, the hills, yeah. the saddles, and everything. And then the other of no shit, I flipped the caper, and I just made it of the roads. Yeah. And, and I think it was Keith that came by, and he's just like, did you make two fucking terrain sketches? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we had time. We're bored. So <laughs> I had pretty much um, exact coordinates for the grid missions on every single one of the targets. I had pretty much exact polars for everything. I was so spot on with one of my grids that one of our instructors was like, hey, you want to call in some different type of sheaths? So then I had to give in like a, a full ass grid, a direction, a distance, an altitude, an attitude, and a fucking linear sheath with a length and a width, right? And they're all, the FTCs are like, oh, we're waiting on the hill. The hill's slow. Bitch, I just gave, I pretty much told you who that target's mommy and daddy was. <laughs> there ain't one motherfucking piece of information you don't know about that fucking tank. Out there in the open. I done gave you his social security card. I gave you his birth certificate. I told you what school this bitch went to. We have him. He is identified. Target identified. Okay. <laughs> I know who his high school sweetheart is. Yeah. I'm looking up who he's married to. Like, shut the hell up. I knew the name of his cell phone. Yeah. I ran up the fucking grid and started looking at me. He's like, that's like 10 meters off the actual grid. And I was like, I'll tell you what, 48 hours of just sitting here on my ass. Dude, did you hear Anderson? Anderson's like, yeah, I'll give you a 10 digit. <laughs> 10 like, digit. By the way, we give it an 8 digit grid, which gives you within the 250. Yeah. You give a fucking 10 digit. You're pretty much like a yeah. fucking sneeze away from the target if you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> a 10-digit grid is no shit. The It's the most accurate grid there is. There's nothing past a 10-digit grid. They call it a menstruated grid. It's usually something that you find with a fucking laser that's calibrated. Yeah. Like, you are not Which, wrong when you no use that. No shit, we, we absolutely could have at that point. We like, really could have. Uh, we had been shooting at those targets for so long and had sat there and plotted our data so so much that we know shit probably could have given a pretty accurate 10 digit grid. Yeah, but unaided. Yeah, but we kind of had to wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that shit was that shit was funny as fuck. Um that is one thing you'll hear like if you're ever in artillery, I don't even think it matters what branch. I never thought I'd be. be in artillery either. I always thought I yeah. like if I thought I could be in combat MOSs, I always thought I would just be like infantry or some shit. I never thought. But you know what that is probably I Honestly, I think that is the coolest element of our job is we literally attach to fucking everybody. Yes. We attach the cab, we attach the infantry, we attach we're mainly HHB, like we go fucking everywhere. And the memes yeah. that I've seen about our fucking MLS is fucking hysterical. A fist or lunch and all that shit. That's oh, yeah. Fucking great. I well, picked the right MOS. One of our once. Yeah, had told us that basically any no shit combat deployment, one thing that's good about our MOS, it, it rates one of us. Um, because we're not just two. artillery. Technically, there's supposed to be two of us right. at all times. 
Because we're not just, so in case anyone doesn't officially know, we're not just artillery. We're not gun bunnies or anything like that. We don't shoot the actual guns. We're 13 Falcons. We're forward observers. So we can call in naval fire support. We can call in air support. Which they said never in, happens. Yeah. Like the naval. You um, never, never use naval because we're not, we're not fighting a lot of I will war. say though, the thing I did not like what they fucking said about our MOS is that if a fox is firing their weapon, they're wrong. Then you're dead. And I'm just like, but we, we can't call in a grid unless it's 650 or more. So, I think I can go a little bang-bang everywhere. Right. Wow. That was the one thing they told us. They said, if you were ever you know, firing your weapon and engaging the enemy directly, that you're in the wrong. Problem being is that um, in order to call in a mission, you have to be at least 600 meters out, or you start entering danger close, where mm. you're getting close to blowing yourselves up or friendlies up. And so I mean, we were like 2,000... No, we were like anywhere between eighteen and fifteen. The closest target was nine hundred meters to us, and that's still three hundred. That was nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sergeant <laughs> Kiel confirmed that with uh, his tac nav. Oh shit! Uh, that's that's why we. That's why they wouldn't let us shoot it. It was mm-hmm. too close, and you know how they were fucking up within a couple hundred meters. That would have been way inside danger close. That's, that's why we so didn't true. shoot it. There were a few um, that they hit that were way too close, but at the same time, but like. Even then, like at that far of a distance, we felt we still felt it. Like we yeah. were just like, oh, yep. Well, that's the thing. So it's like with the, with a forward observer, essentially our duty is to remain hidden, to get a good vantage point, remain hidden with a big ass fucking antenna. Yeah, crawl into basically enemy territory, start spotting enemies, whether it's structures, convoys, weapons caches, personnel. We start identifying those things and calling them in. And we kind of have a middleman to make sure it's safe to fire, coordinate with whoever else that we don't know is out there before they send it to the guns. Um, so that's that's typically why any no-shit combat deployment will require us. Because even if Artie's not going, even if our guns aren't going, we don't have paladins um, or anything like that, um, we call in air support. We call in mortars. We so, call in pretty much anything that's an area fire weapon from a distance. That's something I'm still a little janky about is... so. Air Force has their own set of foxes, but they're not called foxes or anything. They're actually, or something. yeah, they're called Tac Ps or JTAC, and they're considered special forces. And what I, I what I don't understand is what's the difference between the two MOSs. Is like I think it's because they have more they have more uh, firepower behind them. I th- is it because they have more aerial or like they solely have aerial? So I honestly don't know how anything in the Air Force works, to be honest with you. I don't know how anything in any of the branches work anymore. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why, that's why it's like, um, kind of a double-edged sword, you know, they're on shockers. You'll never fire your weapon or you're wrong. I'm like, well, if I'm attached to an IBCT, a mm-hmm. uh, light infantry unit where we don't have vehicles and we're fucking huffing it somewhere and we get engaged, guess what? I'm not calling, I'm not saying broken arrow. That was my first thing I was saying. I'm like, um, I haven't even seen a fucking vehicle in my unit yet, so I'm assuming I'm on foot the entire fucking time. I will probably, myself, if I stay with the current unit, will never engage the enemy directly simply because I'm in an SBCT, which means we have strikers. So I will always be in an up-armored vehicle driving whoever the fuck knows where. My bitch ass will be walking. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'll be in it. <laughs> yeah. So, unless somebody discovers our position uh, and they start firing on us or they stumble across us, yeah, I, I'm probably not going to directly engage anybody unless I deploy outside of my unit and just as an individual fox, then I might. Um, but yeah, we've ever tattletales. So, that guy. Yeah, we, um, we, um. we've like, he said something mean. 
Go yeah. get him. Go get him. Go get him. But is you know it's a it, that's why they said our life expectancy is only a few hours because you, when we well, take well, all we that gear, yeah, we carry a radio with us with a huge ass antenna and like you can spot it. First off, if you see a fucking antenna, first off, like you know right away, kill that motherfucker. Yeah, you know that that person's talking about what's happening and providing information to somewhere. He's talking mad shit about your mom. Yeah, and you talking don't you don't want them to give away. Uh, anything, you know, so like, from my perspective, our perspective, if we see an enemy with all types of antennas, or a truck with all types oh, of antennas, first motherfucker get them that's away. a priority target, because that person is communicating with other assets, and mm-hmm. we don't want our position given away, or what we're capable of doing given away, and so, from their perspective, same thing, like, holy shit, there's a bunch of guys, we're getting blown up, right, and there's a bunch of guys on a hill, looking at us, through binoculars, with a bunch of fucking antennas, like, hoo-wee, wonder where that fire is coming from, oh, right, yeah. um, so, yeah, we're usually a pretty good target. Yeah, we're usually a pretty good target. We're we're a very good target. Yeah, but you so. know, we we did, especially when it comes to the two of us, we did not join to uh, sit on the sidelines. We we joined yeah. to uh, do some fun shit, and uh, comes consequences. So, yeah. we'll yeah. see. The way I compare it all the time, and Fidel's already heard me say this like a million times. Um, it's like. Just like how you heard me every day say, oh, fuck, I need a haircut. Right. I need a fucking haircut. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's like playing football your whole life, getting really fucking good at it, getting drafted to an NFL team. That NFL, that NFL team makes it to the Super Bowl and you get benched. It's like, why did I train then? Why did I do half the shit I just what did? What did I do to yeah, get here? Yeah, why, why, you know, go home without a ring. And I did all that practice. Not that, not that it's something that flashy that I want to have, but it's... Um, like I said, like, I, I joined to do my part. Um, and if that means that they don't need me, cool, that's fine. But I'm not going to not try, you know? Yeah. And so I might not have been in infantry like I originally wanted back in 2013. Yeah. But I am in a combat mos now, and that is what matters. But it is another thing with, like, I hate I hate to be this asshole. And I feel like it's a, it's a thing, it's a divide with a lot of our veterans, or at least why a lot of us don't talk about it a lot, is... Um, that, like, with our generation, like, my generation on, is that, you know, we kind of didn't do anything. We didn't, we either, we, the deployments that we did do, not a lot of them were high risk, um, yeah. or though there were some of us like me. I literally n- never left the fucking country. Um, and we, it, there's a, there's a sense of guilt and there's a sense of, like, What's the what's the opposite of accomplishment? I, I of like not that, doing anything. I and yet, FOMO, fear of missing out. That's actually a good one. My dad used to say that all the time. FOMO, yeah. Like he's like, you got back in because you have the fear of missing out. Like you like you're gonna let this moment pass you by and you're gonna wish you'd it, tried. It's valid you know? though, because like you see like your other friends who stay in or like you see yeah. you just see kids who like maybe you trained. Yeah. They're, they're they're going off they're somewhere and it's just like shit maybe uh, like i should have stayed in and like been there for them or something like that it's it's a lot of dumb shit and it's why a lot of it's why the military is you know that x that you that they say they're going to change and like you take take them up on their word and you go back to them yeah i mean it's i think it's a, a huge reason why a lot of veterans too struggle so hard getting out one they feel misunderstood they don't feel like they belong anymore mm-hmm. um it wasn't just a job it's a way of life and now that way of life has changed and then on top of that if they feel that like, they didn't actually do anything with that time or if they haven't accomplished something or they wanted to do something and they never could 
that's going to eat at them away. That's yeah. going to eat, eat, eat at them. It's going to chip away at them. Like, oh, fuck. You know? Um, and like I said, not at first. But my first six months out of the Marine Corps, probably the best six months I've had since I started the military. You know, I'm fucking... I'm probably going to get some complaints in. on this being like, you encourage, you encourage my child or you encourage my friend to go back in and shit. And it's just like, I'm just telling the truth. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying straight up. Like, for example, like... Um, I didn't tell him to sign up. The unit that I'm with currently, like, we're deploying to... Po- deploying, in quotations. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to Poland for a year. How fucking cool is that? I'm going to fucking Australia, bro. Like, I never thought in my life I'm going to Australia. Right. It's and a NATO mission. We're training foreign yeah. forces uh, and keeping our allies just as strong as we are. But it's exactly nothing same. dangerous. But it's fucking cool. Yeah. It, and that's the reason you join. It's for these yeah. fucking experiences. Like, I, I actually have a buddy that I used to work with. He joined the Army um, after... You know, after we parted ways, and he he was in Poland for a good hot minute. Oh yeah, and he said nine months to a year, most rotations. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, he posted about it all the time, and I was just like, yeah, shit, dude, like that shit's awesome. I'm pretty stoked. Um, I'm enough rambling aside. Uh, I don't regret joining the Marine Corps. I'd always recommend people do that first. Um, but ten of ten, I would recommend the Guard. Uh, all day, any day. Same, all day, any day. I, I definitely agree. And uh, I, th- I think we've rambled on. Enough oh, yeah, it's been like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, we old fucks. Yeah. And you got to talk to your wife and poo. I do. I think she went to bed already. I don't know. There was a whole... So, for those of you who could see the video uh, and not just listening to Spotify, I occasionally pick up my phone to text back. I have a six-year-old who's freaking out about the smoke detector. Uh, the smoke detector wasn't going off. Uh, it was just low battery. And she's freaked out because she hates those noises. Uh, Dude, my headset was going off today. And that debacle. Yeah, and Alan's just like, oh, yeah, it's just dying. I'm like, it fucking feels like I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got that, too? Yeah. Push the button on the side. It's like, They're like oh. I'm like, Jesus. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you better push button, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, so. anyway, I guarantee you I'm going to be, like, FaceTiming you at some point, and we'll be doing this shit again. Oh, yeah. But, uh, thank you for coming on to my little podcast. Thanks for everything. And, uh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well, we'll listen to more of your bullshit later, and it makes me fucking laugh hysterical. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, the next time that uh, we're on this podcast, Tito will be fucking back finally, and uh, we'll just do a little recap on what the two of us have been doing. All right. So, uh, thank you again. Yeah. And uh, thank you, you for enjoying the uh, podcast. And uh, y'all have a good one. Peace. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Mm-hmm.